Hello, my name is David Ewan, and we're going to talk about ways to know what God has for you and your calling. This is part of the Arise Bravehearted Conference, which is part of the Resurrection Center in the Indian Orchard area of Springfield, Massachusetts. My name is David Ewan, so let's begin. We're going to talk about ways to know what God has for you. So I'll begin with number one, you have to first let go of distractions. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. And again, that's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. When we're trying to build up things like our careers, our families, even our finances, it is very easy to get sidetracked. We need to do more to designate time for prayer and meditation daily. Before you rush out in the morning, spend time with God and pray that his will be done in your life. By the way, it's what we want after all, isn't it? Now, number two, discover who you are in Christ. As Christians, it's important to start the exploration of calling with the call to follow Jesus. The call to belong to Christ is everything. When we belong to Jesus, we're finally able to make God look glorious in our lives. I'll read from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. I keep asking that the Lord, I should say, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. First of all, when you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you became a new person. No, you didn't receive a new physical body, but you did receive a new spiritual one. At the time of salvation, your spirit was recreated in Christ Jesus. You were born of God. You were given a new identity in Christ. Because of what Jesus did for you on the cross, sin no longer has any hold on you, and this world and all its traps have no power over you. You have been freed from the darkness of this world. The devil may try to convince you otherwise, but God in his word will always hold true, and as you walk in faith, you will overcome every trap the enemy sends your way. God accepts you just as you are, because you belong to Christ. God doesn't look at you and see all your shortcomings. He doesn't accept you and deem you worthy because of your efforts, but rather because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, you are worthy and accepted and righteous by God's grace. Number three, give God your best. The Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6, Verse 12, fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Again, that's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Just as Timothy, 
was focused and committed to God's call and not distracted or distracted by those around him, we too should model this in our own lives. As you grow in your relationship with Christ and separate yourself from the distractions that hold you back from being related to him, it's only natural that you will want to give God your best. And number four, trust God's judgment. God knows what's best for your life, even when you can't understand his plan for you. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. And again, that's Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6. Trusting God needs to be the first stepping stone on your faith journey. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the scripture reads, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Remember that God has a plan for all of us. It's up to us to accept it and follow his light that he shines ahead of us. Number five. Discover your God-given talents. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6-7, Paul told Timothy to fan into the flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For the Spirit of God gave us not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Chapter, I should say, 2nd of Timothy, chapter 1, verse 6 through 7. That's what I read. Um, as Christians, we are called to develop the talents and gifts God has given us to use. These gifts will enable us through our lives and allow us to bless others. If we want to fulfill our calling, we must develop our God-given ability. And number six, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 18, that we will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus and the eyes of understanding will be enlightened. And again, that's in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 18. I'll read Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For all those who are led by God's spirit, these are God's sons. One of the greatest gifts God offers us is the privilege of being led by the Spirit of God. And again, that's Romans 8, 14. Our ability to tap into our calling is much easier when we make decisions based on the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. What many people fail to realize is that you can develop a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit just like you already have with God and Jesus. The scripture in John chapter 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all things that I have said to you. And again, that's in John chapter 14, verse 26. The Holy Spirit is not only a personal guide, but also a teacher in this life. And number seven be of Christian mind. It helps with removing distractions and realizing what is more important. 
The scripture in Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 through 38 says, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And again, that's Matthew chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. Having the mind of Christ means we look at life from our Savior's point of view. Having his values and desires in mind, it means to think God's thoughts and not to think as the world thinks. It is a shared perspective of humility, compassion, and dependence on God. So the Bible describes several things that Jesus valued with the mind of Christ. Believers should value them as well. And there's five of them. And so number one is a desire to bring glory to God. In John chapter 17, verse 5, Jesus said, And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Number two, a longing to provide salvation for sinners. That's in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. That scripture says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Number three, a perspective on humility and obedience. I'll read Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. That scripture explains, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature of God, did not consider equal equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. And number four, a compassionate heart. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 shows Jesus' compassion on the people. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And number five, prayerful dependence on God. And I'll read from Luke chapter 5, verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So here's a summary of the ways to know what God has for you and your calling. So there were seven of them. I'll read them to you. Let go of your distractions is number one. Number two is discover who you are in Christ. Number three, give God your best. Number four, trust God's judgment. Number five, discover your God-given talents. Number six, allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Number seven, be of Christian mind. And this is what we meant. There are five things we talked about of being of Christian mind. Here's a summary. Number one, a desire to bring glory to God. Number two, a longing to provide salvation for sinners. Number three, a perspective on humility and obedience. Number four, a compassionate heart. Number five, a prayerful dependence on God. And that is our discussion today of ways to know what God has for you and your calling. My name is David Ewan. This is the Resurrection Center. And for more, go to ResurrectionCenterRadio.com.